Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Mental Golf Show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nichols. And on today's Golf Thought Thursday episode, we're going to be talking about confidence, why your confidence can be fragile, what are some solid sources of confidence, and how this will help you play with more freedom. You should leave this episode with actionable ways to be more sustainably confident with your golf game. But before we get into this episode, I want to tell you about the custom weekly practice plan. If you're interested in practicing better and practicing the way that I did to get good enough to make it to the finals of a USGA championship, then you need a custom weekly practice plan. Here's how it goes. You give me your stats or your assessment of your driving, approach shots, short game, and putting, and you tell me when you can typically practice and play, and I will hand build you a practice plan and send it to you in PDF form, as well as a customizable template with practice challenges. You will get a fully filled out week of practice down to the minute, which you can use week after week and work on your game in a systematic way. Go to joshnicholsgolf.com slash practice dash plan, or go to the link in the show notes to learn more and purchase your practice plan. And if you feel like you need one-on-one work on your mental game, that's what I do. Yes, I host this podcast and I build practice plans, but my actual occupation is working with players all over the world on their golf psychology. If you like these Golf Thought Thursday episodes or the topics that I cover with guests, this is the exact type of stuff that I work on with my players. So if you'd like to take the next step to improve your mental game, then send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. Or if you'd like a less formal intro to mental coaching where you don't have to spend any money and you don't have to talk to me, you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15-minute questionnaire that will give you your mental strengths and your biggest area for mental improvement. It's a great resource to start working on your mental game. And the best part is, it is free. The link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. All right, let's learn how to have solid confidence. Which comes first, confidence or good golf? Does confidence breed good golf or does good golf breed confidence? From what I've experienced and learned over the years, I feel strongly that confidence comes first and then good golf comes after, contrary to what most people actually say. My main reason for that is this. If you need golf to be going well in order to be confident, then your confidence isn't really confidence. It's conditional happiness. You are confident on the one condition that you're playing well recently, or you're hitting it well, or you like the course that you're about to play. I hear this all the time in sessions with players. I'm playing well, so I feel good about this tournament. But do you see how this is fragile and setting you up for failure? And this is not because saying you feel good is going to jinx it. A surprising amount of people avoid saying positive things like this because they're afraid of the golfing gods or some unknown invisible force is going to punish them for feeling good about how they might play. But there's no such thing as jinxing, full stop. And also there's no such thing as golfing gods, full stop. Saying I'm playing well, so I feel good about this tournament is fragile because what if you start playing poorly during the round? There goes your confidence. Confidence based on golf going well is extremely fragile because golf is such a difficult sport with razor thin margins for error. Needing golf to go well is up and down, mostly out of our control, and it's wishy-washy depending on an uncertain future. 
So confidence has to come first, which means that your confidence has to be based on something deeper and more robust than how you play or how you've been playing or how well you know the course or how you felt when you woke up this morning. These are all mostly out of our control. So what are some robust sources of confidence that can then breed good golf? We need sources of confidence that are constant, controllable, and built on reality. And they don't come and go very easily. The two strongest sources of confidence that qualify for those criteria, in my experience and what I've learned, are quality work ethic and permission to fail. Again, that's quality work ethic and permission to fail. So let's go through why work ethic and permission to fail are such strong sources of confidence that if you can prioritize these first, they will naturally breed good golf. Good work ethic to me is using your available time as efficiently and productively as possible towards improving your game for the long term. That's good work ethic for me. This means that you are being thoughtful with how you practice and you are patiently and diligently sticking to working on the same things over a very long period of time. Just simply showing up and putting in time isn't good enough. It has to be quality, well-thought-out effort. So yeah, we get it. We have to practice hard. But what does this have to do with confidence? Quality work ethic has multiple benefits to it. How much time you spend, and even more importantly, how you spend your time, is almost fully in your control. And when you work hard on your game, you get the benefit of seeing yourself be productive, which has a compounding momentum benefit of getting better from working hard, which shows you that working hard makes you better, so you keep working hard, which makes you better, and you see yourself working even harder and getting even better, and so on and so on. It just feeds off itself you're in a really healthy spiral at that point. The confidence benefits of actually putting in quality effort are really, really clear. And the other confidence benefit you get from quality effort is knowing that you are a work in progress. So when you're about to play in a golf tournament, you know that how your game right now is less relevant than how good your game is becoming over time. This tournament that you're about to play, it's just a data point on your journey of long-term improvement. If you know that you're going to get back to work on your game because you love the process of quality work ethic, then this tournament can go however it's going to go, and you'll be okay. It's a very freeing feeling, which actually leads into our other robust source of confidence, permission to fail. Hey guys, Josh here. Just want to pop in and tell you about an awesome new sponsor of the show, the Divot Board, the game-changing golf training aid designed to elevate your swing and revolutionize your game. Whether you're a beginner teeing off for the first time or an elite player striving for perfection, the Divot Board is your ultimate partner for achieving a consistent and effective golf swing. What sets the Divot Board apart is its patented technology that offers instant feedback, both at home and on the range. With every swing, you gain valuable insights into the crucial point of impact as well as your swing path, enabling you to make real-time adjustments. It's really just like a divot. This means you'll fine-tune your technique right on the spot, leading to greater consistency and improved ball contact. One of the most important parts of quality practice is instant feedback, and nothing does that like the divot board. It really is just like a real divot. What's truly remarkable is the flexibility the divot board brings to your practice. 
Whether you're honing your skills with a golf ball or simply focusing on your swing mechanics, the Divot Board accommodates both preferences. It's your portable golf coach, always ready to provide guidance, whether you're indoors or outdoors. Mike at the Divot Board was kind enough to send me one, and I personally use mine in my backyard to hit foam golf balls, and it's really cool. I had a little project where I built a hitting platform with a custom cutout sized exactly for the Divot Board. It's been an awesome way to be able to get quality practice with real feedback without even leaving the house. And with having a one-year-old and running my own business, take it from me, this has honestly been great for my mental and physical health as well as my golf game. The Divot Board has a genuine turf feel, giving you an authentic golf experience each time you use it. No matter where you are or what your skill level is, this training aid will undoubtedly help you build the confidence and skill you need to excel on the course. And to top it all off, the Divot Board is running an awesome fall sale right now. Now through November 30th, you can get a Divot Board for just $99. That's $40 off the full price. To upgrade your practice and get your Divot Board, go to divotboard.com slash mentalgolfshow and use the discount code mentalgolf10, the number 1010, mentalgolf10 at checkout to get an additional 10% off your purchase or go to the link in the show notes of this episode. Again, that's divotboard.com slash mentalgolfshow and use the offer code mentalgolf10 at checkout to get 10% off. That will bring your divot board all the way down to just $90. Don't wait, go grab it now. Many thanks to Divot Board for partnering with the Mental Golf Show. All right, let's get back to the episode. Why would permission to fail be a good thing? It sounds more like a negative than something that could uh, possibly help you play better. Permission to fail sounds like you're resigning to playing bad. But permission to fail is a source of confidence which can help you play better because of the freedom it gives you to just play instead of worrying about how it might go. When you're worried about where this tee shot might go, then you're going to make a protective swing. When you're worried about how this tournament might go, then you're going to get off to a slow, tight start. You're going to start out protectively. But if you can credibly say failure would sting, but it would ultimately be okay, then you're free to just play. Or hitting this tee shot bad would make it harder to score well, of course, but ultimately I'll be okay because I believe in my scrambling ability, or I know that my tee shots are a work in progress, then you're just you're free to just swing. What would normally be scary to you is not anymore. It's just another result now. Nothing detrimental, nothing life or death. A bad shot is not a failure anymore. It's just another shot. This permission to fail gives you the freedom to just swing with less fear of consequence, which is an incredible feeling of confidence. Okay, so let's recap. Confidence based on playing well or feeling good in the moment is fragile because it's fleeting and out of your control and based on an uncertain future. But confidence based on putting in quality work and giving yourself permission to fail, those are solid sources of real confidence because they're within your control and they're constant and based in reality. And maybe the best part is these feed off each other. When you put your priority on long-term process of quality effort, then it becomes very easy to give yourself permission to fail because it reframes even the definition of failure. 
What was formerly failure is now just a series of challenges or opportunities or data points. It's so much easier to make a free swing and get off to a freed up start to a round when you believe this. So how can you do this? How can you have confidence based on work ethic and permission to fail? Fortunately, because these are both firmly within your control, it's as simple as setting an intention for doing them, planning ahead, and executing. You want to put in quality effort toward improving your game? Get a lesson, figure out how much time you have to spend working on your game, build a plan for your practice, and then go do it. It might not be 30 hours a week, but it doesn't have to be. Any amount of quality effort is better than none. And honestly, any amount of quality effort is better than a lot of quantity, just low quality quantity effort. And if you're dedicated to a long-term improvement rather than quick results, then it doesn't matter how long it takes. And if you want to give yourself permission to fail, start with prioritizing long-term improvement and then reframe what a round of golf even means or reframe what a golf shot means. A round of golf is simply a test of your game. Nothing more. This tee shot is simply a test of your ability to hit tee shots. Nothing more. This sets you up for freedom and guess what? Confidence. You can show up to a tournament with that feeling of confidence because you can believably say, I've been working hard and I'm going to continue working hard. And the shots I hit in this tournament are just drops in the bucket. And if you have a genuine permission to fail, where failure is actually okay to you, then there's nothing to be afraid of. And if there's nothing to be afraid of, then you have the confidence to free up and just let it rip. Don't wait till you play good to be confident. That might be few and far between. Find your confidence in robust, controllable sources, which will inevitably lead to good golf. All right, everyone, hope you learned a thing or two about how to have confidence built on solid sources. If you like this episode, you'd probably also like the conversation that I had with Rick Sessinghouse titled Colin Morikawa's Mental Superpower with Dr. Rick Sessinghouse. Rick is Colin Morikawa's swing and mental coach, and we talked about how he cultivates Colin's confidence along with some other really, really awesome golf psychology stuff. That episode was released back on March 21st, 2022. That conversation really sticks out for me as one of the great ones that I've done on this, uh, on the mental golf show. So I highly recommend you go listen to that one. And as I always mentioned at the end of these episodes, what you've heard isn't therapy. It's meant for information and entertainment purposes only. If you feel like you need personal help on some deeper things you're going through, I encourage you to go talk to a licensed professional. But on the golf psychology front, if you feel like what you've heard doesn't quite cut it and you'd like to work one-on-one with someone, I'm a golf psychology coach. I work with players all over the world on improving their minds so they can improve their performance on the course. If you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to send an email to mentalgolfshow at gmail.com or visit my website, joshnicholsgolf.com. And if you're interested in a more well-planned, thoughtful practice structure, which I think is the way to address the quality work ethic part of confidence, this was the way I practiced to get good enough to make it to the finals of a USJ championship. It's called the Custom Weekly Practice Plan. Go to joshnicholsgolf.com slash practice dash plan, or go to the link in the show notes to learn more and purchase your practice plan. Or again, if you'd like a free resource with a much less formal intro to mental coaching, 
you could take the mental game assessment. It's a 15-minute questionnaire that will give you your mental strengths and your areas for improvement. And again, the best part is it is free. Okay, the link to everything that I've mentioned will be in the show notes of this episode. All right, thanks again to everyone who listens to The Mental Golf Show. Whether you're new here or you've been here since day one, I really appreciate the community that you have been a part of building. If you've learned something on this episode, go subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And maybe in your review, you could mention the biggest thing that you've learned listening to the podcast underneath those five stars, of course. And I would love it if you shared this episode with a friend who always talks about being super confident, but then gets off to a bad start and it all goes out the window. Their confidence is probably based on needing to play well and they need to reframe. Okay, thanks for listening to The Mental Golf Show. I'm Josh Nichols, and I will catch you guys next time.